This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. There is a lot of misinformation online about topics like COVID-19 and election security, but there's also an unlikely group of people on Twitch and YouTube who are working to convert people with extreme views. I'm Abar Elhiti, and this is your Daily Charge. I'm filling in for Roger today, and I'm joined by CNET reporter Oscar Gonzalez. Welcome, Oscar. Hey, it's great to be back on. Good to have you. So your story is really fascinating because you did a deep dive into what are called debate streamers, and I had never heard of this. So tell us, what do these debate streamers do? So uh, these debate streamers, they are on YouTube and Twitch, and they spend their day uh, with a combination of playing some video games, but they also look at sort of the current events that are going on. They discuss them. They talk to them at real time with their chat, their fan base. And for a lot of these guys, they have it to where they do a, uh, you know, they'll take on comers on all comers where it's like, hey, if you want to debate me on a topic, come on in, bro. We'll talk about it. And they spend hours upon hours discussing these these topics with people they don't know, but in some cases are actually events where it's there's even like a championship event where they debate a topic all day, well, multiple topics throughout the day to see who's the best debater. So it's a it's just a constant arguing that they do for most of the day, and that's how they make a living. I love arguing for li- for a living. I love it. Um, what are some of the main topics that they debate? Obviously, the current events, what's happening right now in D.C., that's always a big thing. Uh, there's also the, there's the, common, the, the common mainstay of arguments, political, you know, uh, what does it mean if we have uh, socialism in the government? Uh, is universal health care a big deal? Are we taxing enough? So those, those big questions that are always going to be part of any political debate, they're doing that. But then they also have. Uh, these sort of, you know, conspiracies that that people talk about. And usually it's related to whatever's happening. Again, there's a lot of conspiracy conspiracy theories involving the uh, U, uh, the Russia-Ukraine war. So they were talking about that for quite a bit. And then COVID and then the election. So uh, there is a lot of lot of different uh, matters to talk about, but conspiracies are are one of the big ones. And that's that's where they debunk a lot of misinformation. And how do some of these people get into this space? Like what inspires someone to start doing this? Well, you know, I, I talked with one of the, the de facto originator of what they call political Twitch streaming, because uh, Twitch is a platform owned by Amazon. And even though it's dedicated to games, there are different categories. One of them is politics. And there's one guy, uh, Stephen Bunnell, best, best known as Destiny, he started arguing with people back in 2016 and people that like because people that like uh you know arguing like like he does he he just loves it he, he's like i love playing video games but i love arguing just as much 
And he started doing this and he inspired other guys to do it. The other people I spoke with, what one, one guy goes by the name of Bosch. He loved, loved arguing. He loves rhetoric. He loves just talking. So when he figured, figured out, Hey, this guy's doing it, then I could do it. And then the same thing with this Hunter Avalon uh, gentleman, he's a debate streamer. He actually made videos on YouTube. He was a real, just hardcore conservative. And he started changing his, his politics after going to some b- debates and confronting his, his views. And he started going into, hey, I'm going to debate more. So in most cases, they, the people I spoke to in general, they, they actually just love the arguing part. They love you know, proving someone wrong. And that just so happens that they find this space and they do it well and they get, gain a bad base. Uh, hence, they start uh, going into, well, we start making money from it. Have these um, debate streams gotten more popular since the pandemic? I feel like there's been, you know, significantly more conspiracies floating around because of that. Well, sure. It's a combination of two factors. A, I mean, everything that was streaming got more popular in the, during the pandemic because obviously everybody's home, uh, whether it's Netflix, whether it's HBO Max, or in, in this case, Twitch and YouTube. Both of their numbers went way higher from uh, the beginning, the beginning of the pandemic to the, the the very next month, just people are at home. They want to watch stuff. So yeah, all these guys they had their viewing numbers increase definitely since the start of the pandemic. Uh, and um, you know the conspiracies, obviously the big one with, with being around COVID. Uh, there were so many conspiracies around it. Uh, whether it's the whether how it originally started, whether the certain uh, certain medications like ivermectin, whether that worked or not, then obviously the vaccines, whether the vaccines were killing people or not. Uh, and, and so those were some examples of, of different uh, different conspiracies that, that came since the pandemic. In the case of Hunter, he spoke with one, one gentleman who was basically saying, hey, if you take the vaccine, you're going to hell. That was his belief. And Hunter was able to convince him otherwise, saying, hey, th- this is not a tool of Satan if it's healing people. And that guy, a week later after their debates, he went to go get vaccinated. So uh, it, it, there, there was a ton of conspiracies. And they, this is something that comes up. Because, again, if you're, if you're taking, all, taking everyone who wants to argue, if you're, you're just taking any randos from the Internet that want to argue, people that believe in conspiracy theories, they want to argue because they want to prove you're wrong and that they're right. And then they find out it's not so easy, especially with these guys who do it for a living. Right. And, you know, of course, there are a lot of efforts online to debunk, you know, conspiracies and, and misinformation. Are there um, scenarios where you feel like these these debate streams could be more effective in, in changing people's minds? And, and if so, why do you think that could be? Well, the way there's a combination of way they're effective. So uh, one of the big ways is that, they're taking on the misinformation head on. Uh, I spoke with some research grads who were doing all this great misinformation research, but they put it out into the academic space and they're not going to, their job is not to push it any further. They do the research, they put it out there. These debate streamers, they take that research and they use that as ammo. They use that as as their tools for for arguing, and the people that they're that they're arguing with, especially if it's a prominent figure, a prominent misinformation peddler, when they make that person 
look kind of dumb. And they have that person uh, completely just flummoxed and have they have just no response when they're bombarded with facts. That person's fan base is going to see that eventually. And that person's fan base is going to realize, oh, this person may not be right. What else are they, have they been saying that they're not right about? And those are kind of the cracks that happen. And that's what, what the key point is, is that there's got to be a little, I spoke with a professor who, who does political rhetoric. There has to be a bit of wiggle room in a person's mind. And when they have that wiggle room and you're able to sort of, you know, pull the cloak off and, and reveal what's under, then some of those people start changing their minds. And these debate streamers, they get it all the time. Messages, emails, people in chat saying, you changed my mind on this conspiracy theory. You pulled me from the brink of being an, a far-right extremist. And they thank them for that. And it happens to all of them constantly. They, In the case of Destiny, who's been doing this forever, he said he has a, basically an inbox that's just full of hundreds of messages of people saying, thank you, you changed my mind. That's really fascinating. Um you know, because it's not just the person that they're directly speaking with, the fact that it can have that kind of impact on on so many people. So, you know, and of course, the internet can be a very hostile environment sometimes. So do these debates ever get really heated and, and nasty? They can. Uh, in, in the case of all three of them, they they talk to me about how they're, they approach debates. And with all three of them, they they say, hey, I, I match the other person's energy. So if the other person is polite, if the other person is calm, if the other person offers a lot of arguments, then they do the same and they just keep that, that flow of conversation going. Uh, if, the, if the person is immediately uh, angry, if they are immediately uh, just, uh, just throwing insults and ad hominems, then they do the same. But in the end, they're, they all agreed on the same approach in that they try to meet the person halfway. Uh, they don't immediately insult the person for believing something that most people would deem crazy. Uh, they, view, they view these people as this is their belief, but maybe I could get them to change their mind. So they go with them halfway. It's like, okay, well, you believe that, but here's what the facts say. And what is the most likely story here? Is it in the case of Hunter? He said, hey, you're saying that Satan is providing these vaccines, yet they're healing people. So what's more likely that doctors put in the work to find a vaccine for COVID that is effective and is actually healing people, or that this is all a plot from Satan? What is more likely? And that's sort of the key thing with all of them. They try to be personable. They try to be funny. They try to be, uh, they, they try to, again, meet, meet the individual halfway. And because of that, they're able to change minds. Now, does it work all the time? Of course not. Um, does it work on a large number of people? Like, could you play these on prime time? And all of a sudden, everybody will go get, everybody who thought back the vaccines were, were, were uh, deadly will get them. Probably not, but 
they do just enough to where it helps people sort of make that slowly still step away from the brink of the abyss where they really would be lost. Uh, so it, they 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 find that again being just matching that energy and not uh, going on the warpath is typically the best uh, the best uh, strategy to change people's minds. It's always refreshing to see, you know, conversations that actually end well and can be helpful to people. Oscar, thank you so much for joining us. You can check out our coverage on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from Roger by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Abar El-Hiti. Thanks for listening.